Welcome to SVCC Weekly, a weekly podcast from Sangman Valley Christian Center in Muhammad, Illinois. We hope you enjoy this message from our church, and be sure to check us out online at www.sangmanvalley.net. If you can open your Bibles with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 5. Today, as we're reading 1 Corinthians chapter 5 and 6, we see Paul address the church about a sin issue that is impacting the entire church. Here, he judges them and calls them to flee sexual immorality. In this section of scripture, he makes clear some some key points to what it means to be a healthy local church. And so we're not going to read through every verse of chapters 5 and 6 today, but I would encourage you to do that. But to highlight a few verses, I think the first verse to highlight is in 1 Corinthians chapter 5, the very first verse. It says, it is actually reported that there is sexual immorality among you. He's addressing the church here. It goes on and says, and such sexual immorality is not even named among the Gentiles. In other words, it's so bad, even the Gentiles would not participate in this sin. And then the last part of that verse he names, he says that a man has his father's wife. In other words, a man is probably sleeping with his stepmother. Now here Paul lays out for them why this is a big deal. And he's not just saying, look, somebody has sinned and they need to repent. But he's saying, look, you have said this is okay. In fact, he uses the term, they are puffed up about it. They're puffed up. And he goes on even says, you're glorying in this sin. They haven't just allowed this sin quietly. They, they have brought this to the forefront to say, look, this is okay. They're puffed up saying, look, we're, we, we, we are all right with this. We're all for it. And Paul's saying, look, that's wrong. This is sexually immoral. Even the Gentiles know this is wrong. Paul then goes on and, and as he's addressing them and he is addressing this situation, he, he calls them to remember that the sexual immoral of the world should be handled differently than the sexual immorality of brothers and sisters there in the church. Part of that is that the, there is a difference between judging those inside of the church, or what we may call church discipline, versus those who are outside of the church. He illustrates this by saying, look, you, you shouldn't be going and suing brothers and sisters in Christ in, in a worldly sense and going to a judge to determine those matters. You should handle those amongst yourselves. Part of what I think he's getting at in in chapter six there versus one day where he's he's laying that out. He's saying, Look, you you yourselves really are are being cheaters and wrongdoers. And you need to handle that amongst yourselves. Stop going to unbelievers to settle your issues because you don't want to accept that you are wrong and that you are cheaters. He goes on then in chapter 6, starting at verse 9 through 11, and he lists out categories of sin. In fact, he says in verse 9, he uses this phrase. He says, do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? And then he lists out these categories of sin, saying, look, there are people that are sinning. And really, I think all sins fall somewhere within these categories that he lists that you won't inherit the kingdom of God. In other words, he's laying this out saying, look, this is what is not fitting even in in the church, it's not fitting in the world. These people will not inherit God's kingdom. And he goes on into verse 11. He says, and and you were, were this. And he says specifically, and such were some of you. 
He goes on and says, but you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the spirit of our God. In other words, there is total healing. There's total restoration from these sin issues. They were, but they have been washed. They have been cleansed by Jesus. He goes on and in the last part of chapter 6, he he comes back specifically to sexual immorality. This whole section is really about it, though he illustrates it a few different ways. But he comes back specifically and says, look, you need to flee sexual immorality. Run, get out of there as fast as you possibly can. And his reason for that is because your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit, temple of God. God lives inside of you, and so get out of there. You, you, you cannot become one with those issues. And so I think here as Paul has laid out the issue of sexual morality in the church, he, he also lays out in here, I think, some keys to what it means to be a healthy local church. So the first key, I think, is this. A healthy church understands that they are different than the world around them. They're different than the world around them. The church here is being addressed and not the individual. It's interesting. Paul tells them they are worse in the world because this sin is not even named among the Gentiles. The Gentiles wouldn't even approve of it. We have to understand that the local church, a healthy local church, is different than the world around them. Number two, a healthy church understands their responsibility for the sinner's salvation. In 1 Corinthians 5, 5, Paul says, You are to deliver this man to Satan, the one who is in sexual immorality, for the destruction of the flesh, so that his spirit may be saved. So although they're to deliver him to Satan, that seems very harsh. Seems very harsh, but really the purpose of it is for the repentance or for the salvation that his spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord. Sending this one out of the church was intended to bring about their salvation. Number three, a healthy church does not boast about sin. Paul says to them in 1 Corinthians 5, 6, your boasting is not good. Do you not know that a little leaven leavens the whole lump? Talking about their, their yeast, a little yeast, and it, it, it just kind of expands. The whole thing then is filled with it. They were not just allowing this sin, but they were boasting about this sin. It, it was impacting everything they did. And so a healthy church should not be boasting about sin. We need to be clear. What is sin? And what is not? Number four, a healthy church understands the difference between the old life and the new life. 1 Corinthians 6, 9-11 specifically addresses this and talking about that. Those who were unrighteous, who would not inherit the kingdom of God. And yet, although they were this, they have been washed. They have been sanctified. They have been justified. There is a difference between the old life and this new life in Christ. And we have to understand that as part of that, it's, it's like a boat. Not a little boat, not a speed boat out on, on a lake like we have in central Illinois here, but like out on the ocean, a big boat, a cruise ship. One of these big vessels that takes a lot to change course. It takes time. And as a boat changing course takes time, it also is the same that's moving from the old life to the new life. There is time that it takes as we, we learn the difference between these old sinful ways and then this new way, this new life in Christ. So though we're a new creation, we're learning to walk according 
to the Spirit who has made us a new creation. So a healthy church understands the difference between the old life and the new life. Part of that, we know it, it takes time for people to change that course. So although there may be some sin issues still occurring, there's a difference between I'm working on it and the Spirit is making me into a new creation. Helping me to walk as a new creation is probably a better way to say that. And no, I'm boasting and I'm okay that this sin is all right and I'm going to say it's all right. No, that, that, that's, that part is not okay. What is okay is to say, okay, this is the old life and I'm learning to walk in the way God has created me to walk. Fifth thing and in conclusion today, a healthy church knows that they were bought at a price and that they are the temple of God. 1 Corinthians 6, 19-20 says, Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. Instead of boasting or glorying in sin, we are to bring glory to God with our bodies. Thank you for listening to SBCC Weekly. We hope you'll subscribe to this podcast as well as give us a like. You can visit us again online at www.sangamonvalley.net.